There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're very welcome to Thursday Afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio, our penultimate show of the year. Great to have you with us. It's crazy out there at the moment, isn't it? If you're out and about in traffic or shopping, yes, people are rushing about to get the last minute gifts and everything in for the Christmas because we're almost there at this stage. Monday, of course, is Christmas Day. We break tomorrow uh, and we're back with you then in the new year with the show. Thank you for joining us. Um, You'll need these numbers today. 086-1800-658 is the WhatsApp or text number. And I might as well kick off with this. You know, we love our books on late lunch. We have our little book club with Irene Gahan from Academy Books and... During the year, I get many, many books from the publishers and they're books of all genres. And when it comes to the year end, I am left with quite a number of books. Now, it's a potpourri selection. There may be anything and everything in the two bumper boxes of books I have. They are absolutely packed to the gut with books, ready to go. I want to give them away to somebody out there this afternoon in late lunch land. So if you're into your books, it's a lucky dip. Don't come back to me and say about this, that or the other. It's just a lucky dip of books I've received through the year. But I'd say there's four or five hundred euro worth of books in each of my boxes to give away on the show today. Would you like to win one of my books? Boxes of books. Now, the only thing is, you've got to come and collect them. We're not putting these in the post. <laughs> it cost a fortune. We had, you're going to have to come and pick it up either before Christmas. I'll be there for you if you don't get here when the Christmas is over. So here's the question for the big box of books from late lunch this afternoon. Prophet Song by Irish author Paul Lynch won a major international prize for the best novel written in the English language. What is the name of the prize? It's a major one every year. It's hugely prestigious to win it. Prophet Song, an Irish win. Paul Lynch, the author. What prize did he pick up very recently? It's a massive prize. What's the name of that prize for a big box of books for two of you out there in late lunch this afternoon? 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text gets us to the show. And uh, if you get your answer in with your name and details, we'll pick two winners before the end of late lunch today and we'll make the arrangements for you to call and pick them up and do what you wish with those books. Now, yesterday on the show, we did crown our best Christmas pudding in the North East winner, which was, uh, who was? Miss Gail Fitzsimons. Well done to Gail. Our hamper is on the way to her as we speak. Massive hamper. And again, belatedly, thank you to everybody who sent us in the pudding. But during the show yesterday, and I just want to go back to it again, 
to let you know, you know we've been doing this kids' cards for Kelly and I just wanted to mention two children. Their cards were in as well, but but they're lovely. You want to see them. They're beautiful. Kyle Conlon from Duleek, age six. And there's another one there from Beth Monaghan from Drogheda, age six too. And they sent me in the most brilliant cards. It's done in the shape of a hand with all little Christmas characters on the top of them. I love them. I really love them. But you know what happened? We got hundreds and hundreds of cards from children across the northeast. Oh, it was just fantastic. And thanks to Sioux City for supporting us uh, this year with the uh, wonderful cards. And we, we just randomly picked three. Everybody was in. All got a number. All and just we pulled three out here independently done by our Karen. And what transpired was that the €250 from Shoe City and the toys and a toy store voucher worth €50 is going to Lily Walls from Newfield in Drogheda. She's in fifth class in St Oliver's National School in Ballamakenny, Drogheda. So that was uh, the first one out, got the the prize there. Also, I had two €50 toy store vouchers as well to give away. And the other two that came out in second and third, second out, third out in number wise, uh, was, well, look at that card there. It's beautiful. I mentioned it again. It is from Leo Duggan, aged 11, from Chairman Fecken. And that one came out there. Leo gets his, will get his toy uh, store prize. Beautiful snowman on the front of it there. And the third uh, prize winner, uh, and again, it wasn't a competition, is Casey Byrne. Age six from Drogheda. Well done to Casey Byrne as well. Her card came out. What a wonderful work it was. Anyway, they're the ones who picked up the prizes this year. Thank you from my heart to everybody who sent in cards. They were absolutely unbelievable. The work that went into them, the effort, everything. You name it. You've done a great job, everybody. And they're all on display out here on uh, in the uh, LMFM foyer. They're all out there. There's hundreds and hundreds of them on display and people who are calling are looking at them and saying, wow, 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 wow. What an exhibition of wonderful talent you have in LMFM this year. And again, thanks so much to everybody. I get cards myself, you know, from people and, and I, love to, I love to get them, I have to say. I want to read this one that came in to me this morning. It's lovely. It says to Jerry, with very best wishes for Christmas and the New Year 2024. And it came to me today from Nancy Lynch. Thank you, Nancy. Jerry, you did an interview some weeks back with an artist. That artist, I can tell you, is the wonderful Martin Maguire, who was in us. He had his exhibition uh, down in Dunlea, and what a talent that man is. We had a wonderful conversation on the show. And Nancy goes on to say, that artist, who is Martin, did a portrait of Porrick. Yes, and of course, he spoke about Porrick Lynch and the influence Porrick had on Martin uh, picking up art again and starting to paint. Oh, my God. Thank God he did influence him. Anyway, Nancy says, um, I you, uh, I want to send you, Jerry. I'm sending you, Jerry, today, one of Porrick's Christmas cards. You can't buy them in the shops. He just does them for his own personal use. Some people like to put them in a frame and if you wish, you can do that yourself. Anyway, uh, thank you, Nancy. The card is beautiful. Look at the image. There's still life on the front. It's of a Christmas card and lovely flowers in a vase. Thank you, Nancy, for thinking of us. Thank you, Porrick. It's absolutely beautiful. I will treasure it. Now, let's make another call abroad on late lunch today and you do know this man we miss him dearly on LMFM's late lunch show he's missed awfully uh, in his former parish in Dundalk Father Michael Cusack happy Christmas to you 
Hi, Michael. Yeah, he's not there. No, he's not there at the moment. He's not with me. Sorry. I thought we had him there on the line. We're going to have him in one second. We're just waiting for him to pick up there. While we're waiting for him to pick up, let me just uh, tell you that uh, tomorrow on the show, we have uh, a lovely show lined up for you at the final show of the year. Don't miss that one as well. But just to mention that our LMFM radio bingo, the jackpots, 11,600. No bingo over the holiday period. Uh, Monday, the 1st of January, uh, the bingo will be back. Well done to the most recent winners, Paula Matthews, Dolores Dixon, Therese Smith, who all won €400 Euro each, and Mary Connell from Bowpark and Caroline Smith from Dunboyne, who both picked up €300 Euro each. And remember, uh, the uh, books are for sale from outlets across the northeast, and you're supporting the Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre when you play LMFM Radio Bingo. And thanks to everybody who played bingo during the year, and well done to all the prize winners it could be you yes a call abroad Luxembourg is our destination today great friend of ours we miss him badly on late lunch and I know that his parish in Dundalk are still not over him going Father Michael Cusack happy Christmas happy Christmas to you too Jerry, and to all the listeners of LMFM thank you for joining us on the show is this your second year in Luxembourg just remind me second my yeah. fourth what Oh, Michael. Oh, remember COVID, we cancelled our time when COVID Ah, oh, Michael, Michael, I'm losing it. Yeah. I'm losing the plot. It just shows you how time has gone by. I would have just said it's your second. Your fourth. Fourth, fourth, yeah. Wow. I came, I came here four years ago. My God almighty, doesn't time fly? Time Tempest flies. fugitive, it really does. Well, how are you getting on? How are you keeping? We wanted to say hello. Doing great, doing great. Just ready in my car. I was thinking a thing that you don't do in Ireland is change the tyres of your car, the wheels. At winter time, but we have winter tires and summer tires, so I'm I'm loading them into the car to go and do that tomorrow. Right. Um, life here is good. It's a miserable day. Uh, we've had the snow already uh, a couple of weeks back. Uh, all set for Christmas. Sort of quiet this year, it seems, because uh, it rushes in so quickly. I think when we don't have the four weeks of Advent mm. for Sundays, but we're missing the last week. And uh, yeah, when I spoke to you the last time, I think we were on about searching for a place for worship. I'd been in the pub. <laughs> and uh, we're doing great now. We're in, in three different churches. And, uh, yeah, all, all, all is good, really. Mm, great to hear that. Uh, and, and, and for you, you mentioned there that you were in, in temporary accommodation. No, res- no resolution in terms of a church, no? Uh, we have three that we use now, and um, so we go out and come back every week. So it, in many ways, it sort of near, makes us more missionary in, in, in some sense, but we're sort of without uh, without a, a set place where we can store stuff or leave stuff. Mm. Um, so my place was always a bit of a mess, but now it's an absolute mess. <laughs> but look, as that said, uh, we're lucky to have the places we have, and uh, we're facing into Christmas now, and... Uh, I just think we need to be, the world needs to be very, very grateful. And we certainly do in this part of our world and your part to be grateful for what we have. And, and mm. you know, look at look at all those who don't have. And particularly, I must say, I'm, I'm really struggling with the scenes from, from Palestine and yeah. Gaza. You know, it's, it's a, it seems an absolute crime on our world, you know, not to be able to resolve these issues. And of course, before somebody rings in to say, what about the 7th of October? That was an abomination. And there's absolutely no justification. But evil after evil does, does no good at all.
Absolutely not. And you're struggling. And I had Father Paddy rush in with me here the other day and I spoke to the local Church of Ireland people as well and everybody is finding this shocking difficult. It really is hard to enjoy and and we have to, you know, and we have to, you know, to try and remove yourself from a situation in the world that's horrendous, Father. Yeah, but I think, you know, there are ways of doing it, Jerry. We can maybe begin to just appreciate that bit more what we have. I think also around Christmas time, it's very important not to be wasteful and, you know, don't be buying in the world and its mother because we don't need it. We certainly don't need to be dumping stuff into bins. And uh, we have probably all have enough things. Give a bit of time and give a bit of a bit of gratitude and just uh, and, and I was thinking earlier, too, of, of, of the poor homes where there'll be domestic violence this year. You know, let people cop themselves on a little bit and and uh, and try and make, you know, give happiness a chance in, in, in their home for a, for a change. Well said. We've just uh, come off a campaign here in that regard as well and trying to hammer home the message. It is a big issue and Christmas time with alcohol mixed in and everything like that uh, can be awful uh, for people uh, in the place that's supposed to be their place of refuge and safe place uh, to be uh, reared or growing up a part of a family or, or whatever. In, in Luxembourg, is you know, the, the celebrations, are they, you know... Um, Driven by faith or more driven by commercialism? Well, <laughs> there's only one answer to that. Mm. For those who have faith, it's driven by faith. Yes. But commerce, I mean, commerce rules Europe in so many ways. And we're, I suppose we're lucky that we have like the Christmas markets here that are so popular um, now in Ireland. Even you see them in different places. And, and they're really, there's not much difference between one town and another. I was back in Galway earlier in December and the, the one in Air Square was as good as the one here nearly, you know. Um, but we, yeah, it's business, 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 business. But for those who, who, who hold on to church, it's also a very special event for them. And, and uh, you know, I think, Jerry, in a way, and you, 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 you're one who pushes this, I suppose, too, more than ever before, we need, we need hope in our world. Yes. And uh, if we don't grasp the hope that's offered to us at Christmas, by the fact that God intervenes and sends Jesus amongst us, you know, and and that's two thousand years ago, and this problem still continue. Um, but we have to we have to try and make our own choices between commerce and and church, or between faith and and the practicalities of life. And I think the gift of the gift of hope and 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 love and and um, peace, like no money can buy them. So. Let's let's let, let that be our greatest gift uh, this year. If we can only try it, but I mean, will it be tried? If you're if you're lean towards depression, it's it's a it's a very dark place. But we need to let the light in in some way. Well said, Michael. I'm with you all the way and try to do indeed uh, bring hope and talk about hope and that we have to have. If we don't have that, we have nothing as well. And I, the the more I move on in this life to the latter part of my life, uh, I begin to realise more as well that there. There's got to be something else than just you know the the, the, the um, mundane and and the commercialism and the drive for gr- endless growth and pushing things along. There has to be more than this. Listen, tell me about the cribs. I had to ask you this. Somebody reminded me when you have them on on, on Thursday, will you ask them? And I know I said it to you before, but they want to know your wonderful collection of cribs. Where are they? They're actually in storage, but um, it's very funny here because uh, 
this year because because last year let's say we moved out of the church in January and everything that we had in the church has been uh, uh, stored and strapped behind a whole lot of plastic sheeting so only this week they were looking for the baby Jesus and and the crib <laughs> they're nowhere to be found <laughs> unless they start ripping through you know but you know again getting back to the, to the to the scenes that you see, I'm sure you've seen the, the one of, of the Christ child in the rubble yes. um, that again harks back to Palestine. Uh, I think it's a, it's a very poignant um, sort of thing. So for the moment at the church, I'm, I'll be celebrating the vigil mass that there is no crib in place there. I have, I suppose myself, about another, um, maybe another 50 or 60 gathered since I came here. Uh, only last week, um, a local girl, um, Clara Breton, who, who works with the Red Cross, she had been in Rwanda, and she brought me a really, really beautiful, simple, ebony-carved um, crib with, with Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. That's all that was in it, nothing more. And uh, again, I think like the very first crib I got, it, it, it hits home the simplicity of the scene and and... What's so rich about Christmas if we can only if we can only look to it, you know, that that little sign of hope, and uh, yeah, the cribs. Someday I'll get them back out again, but there's <laughs> storage to. at the moment. You'll have to. What? What? I'm curious now. The first one. Where did you get the first one? The first one I got in Poland at the markets, Christmas markets yes. in Poland, many many years ago, and it was only a little thing about maybe two inches in height, and it was a l- colourful little piece of wood. Um, very nicely done, and uh, yeah, it, it 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 touched me as being something that I could start collecting. Before that, I was collecting sheep, so it made a pleasant change. Cause <laughs> you can only have so many sheep, Jerry. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, now when I see a sheep, all, all I can think of is eating it. <laughs> This is mint sauce. When other people are saying, isn't that lovely and cuddly? I'm going, oh my God, give me mint sauce and I'll devour it. Don't start messaging me, folks, about that now. I don't want any messages about that today, what Father Michael said there. It's part and parcel of the landscape. There you go. Uh, anyway, uh, it's look, it's lovely to talk to you today on the show. I just wanted to catch a quick word because you have so many people who love you deeply and still miss you a lot. Uh, as you know, in Dundalk, uh, from your ministry down there, I hope them cribs will be on display again someday. And uh, I want to wish you all the best for Christmas and for 2024. And I'm sure we'll be in touch. Thank you so much for joining me on the show, Michael. Thank you, Jane, and happy Christmas to all the listeners and to yourself. God bless you. Take care. Father Michael Cusack there, one of our good friends who's in Luxembourg for his fourth Christmas. Can you believe it? What was it to say, Louise? Are you all set? You know, one day to go at work. I know you. You're you're just completely organised and ready to rock and roll. You can put your feet up from tomorrow and everything done. Everything. Yes. Uh, I, do you know what? I think I bought everybody about four presents because I've <laughs> forgotten who I buy for every time I go out. And I, I've just loads of bags around my room. Well, I can tell you something. I had a look in the boot of her car the other day. <laughs> I wasn't nosing around her and she actually invited me out and I'm still in shock. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still in shock. It's going to be interesting for you. It's supposed to be a surprise <laughs> Christmas Day. So, oh, I forgot about that. Oh, I forgot about that. And I'll probably forget the turkey or something silly like oh, that. Oh, please, please, don't say that. No, 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 you won't. You will <laughs> not. You will not indeed. But I was saying there at, at the start of the show, just notice, don't you, when you're out and about, 
there's nearly panic stations now. Everywhere's busy. Traffic is busy. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, and good luck to uh, retailers and everything. You need this time of year and need the spend. And again, I say to you, shop local, support local. It makes such a difference. It really, really does. But uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a fever about this time. And then, you know what I'd allow, Louise? It's just for Christmas Day. I know. The shops are open the next yes. day. Yes. 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 Away we go again. The sales, the sales. Get down and get the sales Actually, bargain. the sales nearly start Christmas night because people go online when do they're you, stuffed. But but they do. Yeah. They, actually, that is a fact. You're right. People are actually shopping on Christmas night. But do you remember the time when people used to queue for the Stephen's Day sales? Yeah. And you'd see In somebody Robin. coming out of the shop, got a £700 telly for a fiver. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember that day? Yeah. Do you remember that day? Our fella coming out carrying a bed. She's like, got a great bargain there 20 quid for the bed it's normally a thousand you know do you remember those days queuing outside the store does that happen anymore I don't think so I don't know it's not as big as it was it's a thousand in the first place (laughs) oh yes yeah and more yeah short short period of time (laughs) but do you remember those when people get the bargain especially on the televisions and the big ticket items like that and the queues they'd be queuing from Mm. you know uh, hours and hours beforehand next used to draw used to be from 3 o'clock in the morning 3am that's right or if you think of the big Dublin stores they'd be a cha- remember the charge in through the doors and people run into the departments yeah. to you try you never really see that on, on no because no. it's all online now yeah that's it. Does it it doesn't happen yeah. You know. I'd love to just to say though how many times in the last week have you heard are you all set are you stressed out should be the <laughs> the motto that's more like it. It's stressed out. I like it. I, I feel another little boot coming on from you with all those Christmas sayings and it. It's definitely in the pipeline. Anyway, coming up after two and late lunch, Rick Cronjay, the uh, drinks table at Christmas. He's sorting us out. But taking us up towards top of the hour at two. It's a brand new one. I love this one. It's Jimmy Fallon and Megan Trainor with their Christmas song. It's Christmas time, my dear. And we said no gifts this year. I got one question if you'd let me What did you get me? Is it a tie? An ugly sweater? Matching pajamas? So something better? Is it bougie like Gucci? Man, I thought I had it Now baby, you're looking at it Come on, wrap me up in your You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio and it is that wonderful day on the show on the run into Christmas. I am always delighted to see him, but I'm more delighted ahead of the Christmas and the New Year. Yes, it's time to talk about the drinks that will enhance our Christmas table with the man himself, Rick Cronje. Welcome back to the show, Rick. Thank you very much, Jerry. Great to have you with us this afternoon. Well, well, we're going to go right through the Christmas table and we want to say first a huge thank you to Barry Lynch in O'Brien's Wines. Absolutely, Jerry. Barry and the team, they've always been great supporters of the programme, sponsored the wines here for Christmas. A big, big thank you to them. And, uh, of course, we support local. So, a uh, fantastic team there. And uh, Barry and I put our heads together and we named it the LMFM Christmas 23 
bundle from O'Brien's. <laughs> I love the ring of that. And I want to endorse what you say there because I'm very familiar being uh, from the town myself. Yes. Barry and the crew there, they are simply so wonderful to go into. They have time for you. They'll advise. They listen to you. They ask you your preferences. They're, they're just great. Absolutely, Jerry. And we've always said that's the advantage of having the independence. Uh, that is the expertise and your money is well spent there and you are well advised. So let's begin with the Christmas table and the aperitif. This is from Portugal. Beautiful. Arinto is the grape variety. It's indigenous to Portugal. Um, it's a lovely light wine, but it still gives you that crisp, zingy aftertaste, you know. And it will go as an aperitif, but if you need food, light finger food uh, will do it. So, yeah, it's called the Piquetto uh, de Sima, and it's from the Vino Verde area. And people often, I think, get a bit confused, Jerry, because that's not a grape variety. Vino Verde is an area, so just a friendly reminder. 2022, you want it nice and fresh, young, and for 12 euro, honestly, you couldn't go wrong with it, so... I love that sound. Don't, you? <laughs> <laughs> don't, we, don't we indeed, Rick? Here we go. Let's have a little taste of the aperitif from Portugal. First of all, on the nose, it's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. And it's got a very slight, if you look at the glass, Jerry, a bit of a spritz in it there, you know, it just to give you a bit of a lift there. It's gorgeous. It's zingy. Yeah. It's crisp. It's just beautiful. It is. It, it really is. I was very, very happy with that choice there, uh, Jerry. Really happy. And it's 2022, 12 euro from O'Brien's Wines in Drogheda. OK, so we've had our aperitif and we're all very happy and we've had our finger foods. And we're yes. going to sit down now at the table. And of course, for the table, we want a nice white and a nice red. So we're starting yeah. with the white wine today. We're starting with the white and we're going to France, Burgundy to be a specific, Jerry. Uh, Cave de Lugna. And the Macon Lunia Grand Reserve, it's a Chardonnay, 100%. Really smooth, lovely uh, citrus notes on it. Now, it can do as an aperitif as well, but I think it'll be better with poultry. Okay. I really think it is. So it's made for the turkey, this This is what you're telling me. No, it is, Jerry. I I, I think it is because um, it's got a slight dryness to it as well, as we'll test now. Um, But it just fits everything that you need. Um, I think that citrus will go well, you know, um, with it. Very light in colour. Oh, it is, isn't it? Pale, just holding it up to the line there. Beautiful. Beautiful beautiful colour. Um, And and again on the nose, probably not as lively as the aperitif from Portugal, but still gorgeous. 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 And it's a 2022, so very fresh. Mm. I mean, it's, it's a year. Oh, it is really nice. There's, there's certainly that citrusy, isn't it? Absolutely. You, you can't miss it. Yes, it's there. It, it hits you on yeah, the palate straight absolutely. away. Absolutely. But with poultry, any poultry, the turkey at Christmas the time, turkey, this is abso- a winner. That's a winner. That's a winner, Jerry. It's light oh, yeah. enough because you don't want it to overpower the meat. Mm. That's a big issue. Come back you know. to me again about the chilling of these wines, the aperitif and yeah. this white wine. What's your advice? Half an hour, 40 minutes max. Just a nice chill because then you can enjoy all the flavours that it has to offer. We're moving on to the red on the Christmas table. And I have to admit here, 
I'm familiar with your selection. You're in uh, Barry's selection here. This is yes, a beaut, Rick. Absolutely. From Italy, Puglia. It's the Luna Agenta Passimento, and it's a 2021. Uh, the Negramaro and the uh, Primitivo grapes. I mean, the pronunciation gets better by glass number two, Jerry. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful combination. Uh, very deep red in colour. Um, it's got a touch of sweetness to it, but in the overall scope of things, you know, it's not a sweet wine. And I think, for me, that touch of sweetness will offset the saltiness of the ham, but at the same time complement that cranberry sauce. So best of both both worlds here, Jerry. Definitely. So here is a lovely red that you can yeah. have with your Christmas dinner. The traditional ham and turkey combination, yes. of course. Yeah. Rick is handing me a little glass of this here, and I'm just going to take a sip from it. And we always say, Rick emphasizes this: enjoy alcohol sensibly, drink plenty of water in between your glasses of wine as well, and yes. be responsible. It's to be enjoyed. Now, let me just. On the nose. Well, I could tell you this without even uh, doing the nose thing or even the look at it. I'm very familiar with it. A little sip of it here. Here we go. Yes, yes. That is simply a wonderful red wine. That's Ah, all I'll say. That's all it is, Jerry. There's nothing, you know. Um, It'll fit everything. Yes. Just to be enjoyed. It'll fit the food, the ambience. You can't beat it. You cannot beat this wine. Italy, Puglia, Luna, Argenta, Apassimento, 2021, 13 euro from uh, O'Brien's. It's a cracking, cracking red wine. It really is. And I'd sip that by itself too. Oh, that's what I'm saying, Jerry. All round. All rounder. And for 13 euro, that is just a steal, an absolute steal. <laughs> so, Rick, uh, the party's in full flight. The food is in. Everybody's full to the gut. And it's time to do what you do, you've done here on a number of occasions to look at the sparkling wine. So, yes. what are you, what, what are you and Barry recommending this year? Well, this is another Cave de Lugne, the Cremant de Bourgogne, and uh, again, it's a no vintage, which means it's you know from different uh, uh, years the the grapes. Now, it's a hundred percent Chardonnay. Now, the Blanc de Blanc. Uh, and and the method they used here is the same as if you're making champagne. Obviously, you can't call it champagne. That is just the rules uh, as they are. But I, I, I'm really impressed with this one, uh, Jerry, because unlike a Prosecco, I don't, for me, it wasn't as sharp as a Prosecco. It just had that slight creaminess on top at, at the end of the flavor, which just, I mean, this, this is champagne, except it's not champagne, if that makes sense. I hear what you're saying. You know, I hear what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it really and truly is. And for 20 euro, yes. honestly, you couldn't go wrong. Take us through the opening of any sparkling wine. Yeah, yeah, Jerry. The first thing you do is be in a safe area, just in case. And the whole idea is for you to uh, open the bottle, uh, get the foil off, and then undo the cage. Now, nothing's going to happen. Just take the cage off. Most important thing is get a grip on the bottle and hold the cork with whichever hand. I'm right-handed, so I'm going to hold the cork with my right hand. Twist the bottle, very important, not the cork. So just get a good grip on it, twist it. And the moment it, you'll feel it, the moment that seal is broken, you'll feel the cork rise and just control it, in my case, with my right hand. And you, there it goes. 
and yeah. no problem whatsoever. No. Nobody losing their eye or getting hurt because that thing can come out of that bottle and it is a dangerous, dangerous thing if it's Absolutely. not done like this. Absolutely, Jerry. The pressure in that bottle is what you'll see in the tyre of a bus. There you so go. imagine that exploding. Yes. And um, the breath of the angel. I of saw it just emerging yes. there yes. as you yes. Yes. Uh, you allowed the cork move yeah. move up there. Yeah. Okay, let's have a little taste of this. Oh, it's fantastic on the nose. Even look oh, at unreal. Look at the bubbles in it. Oh, there. the Here bubbles in it just. Um, oh, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful from. Uh, uh, France, Burgundy in France, Cave de Luni, Cremant de Bourgogne, Envy, no year on it, 20 oh. euro from O'Brien's Wines. It's Beautiful. just gorgeous, Beautiful, Jerry. That's sparkly, Beautiful. isn't it? I mean, you, you're just not going to beat that. I've been fortunate to have tasted some champagnes. Luckily, somebody else bought them. And I can tell you, that is a real challenge, Jerry. Mm. It's got that little creaminess on it that just... Yeah, it's beautiful. So to conclude today, Christmas 2023 with Rick, we're heading towards Australia with this one. What do you describe this as? This is the sweet wine, is it? This is a dessert wine. Jerry. Yes. Very sweet and, uh, and and a warning for anybody with health issues uh, regarding sweetness. You know, this is really sweet. There's loads of sugar in this. Loads of sugar. Now, this is Bethany, uh, Barossa Valley, late harvest, and it's a Riesling as well. Now this is a 2019, so you're looking at four years yeah. on it now. Well, actually, because it's Southern Hemisphere, you're closer to five years because we harvest in March. You yes. know, beautiful. It's sweet, but it's still got that touch of uh, acidity on the back. And uh, I, I, yeah, I think people will really enjoy it with trifle. Uh, match made in heaven. <laughs> Let's yeah. have a little taste yeah. of the Riesling yeah. then. It's Bethany and, um, Late Harvest Riesling 2019, 20 euro again from Barossa Valley in Australia. Just having a little sample on the lips of this here to uh, sort of relate to you what my feelings are on it. Here we go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It is. It wakes you up, doesn't it? Oh, <laughs> it's sweet. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It just round off the whole day it doesn't does. it, it yeah does, it's Jerry. lovely and 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 what i liked about it as well is that it, it coats the whole mouth mm. it really prepares you but it's not s sugar sweet either yeah. you yes. know you yes. still got that uh, slight acidity in the background yeah. there uh, a lovely balanced uh wrestling. oh beautiful, beautiful. And i can get the honey i can get the the twist yeah, of honey through it, may yeah, I say yeah, as well. yeah yeah it takes a bit of time yeah. to come through but it, it it's definitely oh there. it is beautiful it really really is well rick you've done us proud again this year yourself and barry lynch from o'brien's wines in drahada what a selection you've brought to us for christmas 2023 lovely every one of them and if you give barry and the crew a shout there and tell them you're in looking for the lmfm christmas 23 bundle from o'brien's recommended by Barry and our own Rick Cronje. Rick, may I say at the end of the year again, thank you for all you do for us on the show. I know our listeners love you and we will be back, please God, in 2024 with a brand new series of Wines with Rick. Have a happy Christmas and a great... If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue nile.com you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online choose your diamond and setting when you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door go to blue nile.com and use promo code listen to get 50 dollars off your purchase of 500 dollars or more that's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. New Year to you and your family, Rick. And to you and the listeners as well, Jerry. Thank you so much. Father Michael Cusack mentioned, Louise, did you hear in the course of the conversation, he was just talking about, you know, the um, paper and wrapping and all that type of stuff that comes at Christmas time. Um, and you and I were talking about this, funny enough, mm-hmm. earlier on this morning. And you were saying that, did you hear somebody saying this or did you say that you're not wrapping? I ran into a shop earlier and they were selling off um, the Christmas gift bags. And I overheard somebody talking to somebody else saying, oh, sure, you need them because nobody re- nobody uses wrapping paper anymore. And I thought, yeah, I rarely use wrapping paper anymore. Maybe for, I mostly use gift bags. Yeah. Just put them into the bag and, mm. you know... Uh, a bit of cell tape over it so you can't see in. I have to tell you that we were out shopping last uh, Sunday, it was. We went to a very special shop and you'd want to say they, they gift graft a number of, of gifts mm. for us. And I just watched them at work doing the gift wrapping. Yeah. And if you are good at it... Oh, it's fabulous to It get. looks marvellous. Yeah, you know, it really does. Now, me, with mm. me five thumbs... <laughs> you'd be very good at oh, rapping. no, no, I'm, I'm useless. Precision. I'm, no, Louise, I have to put my hands up. It's not, and it's not, not, and not often I say this, but I'm no good at rapping. Are you not? <laughs> oh no, no, I'm not. I'm no good. I'm absolutely We'll have to do a useless. video of you rapping a present Oh, tomorrow. listen, I'm just brutal. I'm absolutely no. brutal, and I have to say. You couldn't be as bad as me. I'd literally just put it in a, in a thing of brown paper, <laughs> wrap it at the top and seal it all with a, a plastic band. Elastic band at the top, but I, I think I think beautifully wrapped <laughs> by people in, in in nice shops who uh, just do it so well are, mm. are great. But I, I, on the other hand, you, what Michael was saying, it is true. Off the wrapping comes, and where does it go? On the floor. Yeah, and then it's all out <laughs> into the bin, you know, the green bin, or it's people go to the recycle centre or with it or whatever. But I wonder, is that a thing now that's taken hold that a lot of people are just not bothering with the wrapping and the mm. bag is the thing here? Because the bag can be used. Yeah, you know, keep yeah. it in it, and you can use it again that's true. next year. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that, that that's so true. It really, really and is. Can you recycle wrapping paper? Presumably, can. It? You know, I mean, the kind of the 
tin foily one? Can you well, do that one? Well, yeah, you can't put foil into the green thing. Mm-hmm. That that so has to go not, elsewhere. Okay. That's true. But uh, wrapping paper, no matter what its colour or anything like that, I'm sure uh, it'll be just... Uh, I'd say like you, unless you get them, go into a shop and they do it beautifully for you. I'd say there's people there that know just love the bags. Yeah. So easier. <laughs> um, anyway, um, it's... It's that time of the year when there's lots of paper knocking about and cardboard and you name it and the works. And <laughs> Did you ever think twice about a present? I mean, did you? were you ever there? See, that's the thing about wrapping as well. It gives you too much time to think. So you're wrapping a nice gift for somebody yep. and, and you go, hmm, I actually like that. <laughs> I think I'll keep that for myself. <laughs> and then they might get a box of chocolates or something instead. Oh... <laughs> I do that loads. Oh, you have the funniest <laughs> mind. You really do. You really, really do. I never actually thought of that. No, you're after you're after planting a seed in me in me in me head now. So you I know have. I bought you one present and I've kept it. <laughs> <laughs> you're not getting it tomorrow. Get something else. Listen, instead. you're welcome to socks anytime. You're welcome to socks anytime you want. You're welcome to socks. You know. Anyway, if anyone's buying me socks, I want colourful socks. You know me now. Yep. I, I love colourful socks. Mm-hmm. But you remember the day in Ireland that was either grey, black or brown? <laughs> Go way out of that with you, will you? <laughs> yeah, I love the colourful ones. I'm, I'm a magnet now. I'm drawn to colourful and socks. And you once said stage. to me, I hate people buy me socks. I but do. But now it's your... Yeah, because, Please buy me because socks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I want colour. It's colour. You know what I mean? It's all about colour. I love colour in them for sure. But when they're plain... Like Mr. And Tumble. <laughs> Do you remember that chap on the telly? All the colourful socks. Absolutely. God, the children loved him. He was a big star. I don't know whether he's as prominent now. I think Miss Rachel is the one now that they're all watching the little things. Um, there's a message in. Louise, I would say Jerry is brilliant at rapping without the W. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm very surprised. We'll get him to rap tomorrow. He can show us. Might be doing something on that lines early in the new year. You know what I mean? Don't tell them yet. There could be something... You might be onto something. I think you're a little telepathic. There could be something. I could be making my my singing debut early in the new year. You know, we won't say any more about that. We have something coming down the line. Maybe you'll all switch off altogether when it absolutely happens. Anyway. Showing your docile tones. <laughs> oh, sorry. Docile. Is that what you said? I thought it was dulcet. Both. Dulce. Dulce and docile. I think uh, both would cover it yeah. off, to be honest with you. Uh, you would lay lunch this <laughs> Christmas time on LMFM Radio, our penultimate show of this year. Yes, and uh, I haven't heard this one from my girl all of Christmas. I haven't played it as a Christmas song. And Louise has done me the honour of slipping her in here. Here she is. It's Miss Kylie Minogue. And I want to dedicate this to Sean Fagan. It's his birthday today. A well-known taxi man in the northeast. Sean, have a great day. Happy birthday. That comes in from all your friends. Here's Kylie for you. I'll share her with you today, Sean. Just for today.
Yes, it's almost Christmas and of course food is a very important part of the celebrations and I'm with Tara Walker in our beautiful kitchen. Let's have a chat about the Christmas dinner, Tara, in general because, you know, most people I think listening today, in fairness, the turkey, the traditional turkey is the mainstay of the Christmas table. Can I start first with the turkey, the bird itself? Do you stuff your turkey in the cavity? I don't. (laughs) I know a lot of people do. I think everybody has their ways. I suppose for me, I like to play it safe with turkey so that I know exactly what's going on in there, if you know what I mean. I'm not a big fan of, well, I just don't really like the stuffing having all of the juices flowing into it. And then you're not sure if it's fully cooked in the centre. And then if you're not sure, you're kind of being cautious and thinking that you better go over time and then it's possibly dry. So that's why for me, I don't. At room temperature before it goes into the oven, do you prefer that? Yeah, I prefer to have it at room temperature. So that's why it's great to have it all prepped up the day before. Obviously put um, tin foil over it while it's in the fridge so it doesn't touch off anything in the fridge. And then just let it come to room temperature while you're waiting for the oven to, to heat up, basically. So sit on a vegetable trivet. And by vegetable trivet, I mean some carrots, celery, onion just quartered not even you know not prepped that well because you're going to discard them later on and a little bit of water in the bottom of the tray as well turkey on generous with the salt and pepper a little bit of olive oil and a little bit of butter so that all of the skin is coated in a little bit of fat to help it you know get nice and crispy i like to put it into the oven then and let it cook on a high enough temperature at first for about 20 minutes half an hour and then reduce the heat down Do you baste it? Do you open the oven at all during the cooking time? Yeah, so I just get a spoon basically and use the the juices from the pan to pop it over. So cooking times, let's talk about cooking times. I know you've got to start it on a high blast anyway. Yeah, I like to get it really kind of, again, to get the skin nice and crisp. A good sort of 200 degrees, maybe even 220 if it's a regular oven, 200 for fan. And then 15 minutes per pound and an extra 15 minutes. You know, that's an amazing thing you say there with not covering it. But you do get then the traditional roast turkey, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I kind of like, I just like the skin to be really crisp. You know, Mm. that's my main goal. And it's kind of comes back to why I don't stuff it, because then you're kind of wondering, should you leave it in a bit longer or whatever? So I just think it's easier, more straightforward when you know that the cavity is empty. Resting times afterwards. Everybody says you've got to rest it. Keep it warm. Yeah, definitely keep like the kitchen should be nice and warm anyway. What with all the cooking that's going on. So definitely rest for at least an hour. An hour. Yeah. And it will hold its heat, won't it? Definitely. I mean, look, if you were getting nervous, you could pop tin foil or a tea towel over. But again, then the skin might suffer. So I prefer just to keep it. Well, you can see my hob. I have a big wide hob and the two ovens are underneath it. So when the two ovens underneath it are going, the heat is coming up through. And so there's kind of a bit of warmth from underneath. Or if you have one of those, um, you know, the warming trays, actually the bottom of my oven, I have two warming drawers there, but a turkey wouldn't fit in, obviously. But, you know, just keep it somewhere where it's warm, not like away over on the table, maybe where it might be cooler. I cover it generally. I, I put a bit of foil in it when it comes out and then I put a towel or two over it or a tea towel and it, it does hold the heat. Absolutely. And is your skin still nice and crisp? Yes. Oh, that's good. Good. <laughs> it does. What about gravy? You mentioned the juices when the bird is cooked. Take those off the tray, put them into your gravy. How do you make your gravy? The first thing to do, lots of people over the years when they've come to my Christmas classes are amazed. And even I did a cookery demonstration down in Tipperary the other day. The gravy goes on first. So start by sweating off your onions and a little bit of butter and oil and salt. Um, let that go for a good 15 minutes. Get that rich, deep colour into them. 
add whatever other bits you're going to add in depending on what you're cooking for a turkey little small amount of tomato puree some chicken stock maybe a tiny bit of soy sauce or Worcestershire sauce and just let that simmer for three or four hours you can have this done weeks in advance and freeze it if you want or you can just have it done the day before and leave it in the fridge in the pot and everything ready to go so that when your turkey comes out to rest you just pour all those lovely pan juices in and that really makes it for sure you don't stuff the board, but stuffing, you have to have stuffing on a traditional Christmas table. What about your stuffing? Well, I mean, there's lots of different stuffings. Sometimes I just love the really regular old school, you know, just sweat off your onions and lots of butter, a little bit of sage, a little bit of thyme, the breadcrumbs themselves. Lovely. In some of my Christmas classes, I do cranberry and apricot as well. So it's the same kind of formula, except I'm adding some apricots just chopped up finely and some fresh cranberries. And that's lovely too. Just what, in an oven-proof dish? Well, I normally do it on a pan and oh, right. keep it warm on the pan and serve it. Maybe very good. the pan, unless you're being very fancy about your table where mm. I think it's nice to serve in the pan because you get a little bit of crispness then. Gravy done, stuffing done, barred out of the oven. The accompaniments, very important. Your roast potatoes. Oh yeah, so roast potatoes. We all love a roast potato, I think. I know a lot of people go with mash and roast on Christmas Day. I would say if you're not used to catering at Christmas, one or the other is enough and probably roast. I would say it's better to keep fewer dishes, but do each of those dishes really well rather than having too much on the go and not being able to do them all really well. So for the roast potatoes, has to be done at the time. So this is not one that can be done in advance. I know some people do it in advance to a certain stage, but I think the potatoes get a little bit black and they kind of get it. The flavour changes, I think. So pop them into water to parboil. And then we're going to maybe cook them slightly longer than you might think because you want to get those rough edges on it because that's what's going to give you the crispness. So into your colander then when they are beginning to soften ever so slightly just on the edge into the colander, rough them up a little bit in the colander by shaking the colander, then let them steam for a few minutes to dry out. So pop a tea towel over them and let them sit like that for maybe five minutes. But while they're sitting like that, get your tray ready. So you want to basically make sure that you're your tin that you're going to pop them into into the oven is super, super hot. So goose fat is brilliant. I often cook a goose or a duck at Christmas, actually. So I always would have a bit of that on the go. The last two Christmases I did a duck. So I actually just took the fat from the duck that was in the oven to do my potatoes in, which was really, really simple and quick and easy. Um, so you want to make sure they are sizzling hot, the fat in the tray. So that when you put your potatoes in, they almost kind of deep fry for a second or two. A great thing to have is a silicone brush. I know I've said it loads of times over the years, but it won't kind of singe then. And you can make sure that the potatoes are totally coated in that really good hot oil. Cook them for less time than maybe you might think. So an hour is plenty for a good roast potato. Shake them every maybe 20 minutes or so. I prefer not to cook them with the meat in the oven, whatever meat you're having, especially a turkey, because then there's a lot of steam in there and it's moist. So I nearly prefer to almost have my meat out resting before I put the potatoes in, even though I'll have started the potatoes a little bit before that. Yeah, that's a good tip there. It really, really is. And then for your veg, what about veg? Well, Brussels sprouts, carrots, what else? Yeah, I love Brussels sprouts, actually. You just absolutely love them. So cook them al dente, boil them up al dente onto a pan loads of different nice things you can do on the pan my favorite is probably with a bit of lemon juice lemon zest and garlic just to keep them a bit lighter because when you're having a heavy meal you want something kind of to balance out the 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 sort of richness of the turkey and the gravy and the roast potatoes but they're equally delicious with a bit of bacon in there as well i love them as well with chestnut through them so there's loads of different ways but for me the best thing to have is al dente and then tossed on a pan with whatever other flavors that you want with them and that can be almost done ahead of time you can have them 
parboiled or, you know, almost cooked in the fridge and you can have all your little accompaniments ready to go, you know, sliced up garlic or sliced up pieces of bacon, whatever it is, so that all you have to do really is toss them on the pan for five minutes before serving up. And I know you've said this before, I mentioned carrots and uh, sprouts as well. There's little point in doing four or five different vegetables. It's more stress, isn't it? Absolutely. I'd rather spend a bit more time on my starter, you know, on my nice kind of lighter starter maybe than on the sides. I love doing orange roast carrots, orange glazed carrots, because you can have it ready in advance. So you just have your carrots cut into little chunks. In, a, in an oven proof dish with a little bit of salt, freshly squeezed orange juice, a little bit of brown sugar, tin foil on, and then you can throw those into the oven while your meat is cooking. Another thing I've been doing on my Christmas dinner made simple is uh, maple glazed carrot and parsnip. That's quite nice. So following a similar technique, but just using maple syrup, which has a nice little bit of savouriness to it as well as sweetness. That's gorgeous. And then my classic sort of accompaniment that I do for most Sunday roasts would be cauliflower cheese which again can be prepped the day before it's lovely to cook the cauliflower whole and don't cook the whole way through al dente in a pot of boiling water and then drain it and pop it into an oven proof dish then pour your cream your cheese sauce over it and then leave it in the fridge overnight and then pop it into the oven so you have a beautiful cauliflower cheese without too much effort on the day oh my god i'm coming out to your place for christmas dinner just an award before we finish your number one starter, if you were to say, Christmas Day, what you love as a starter, and one sweet or dessert. It has to be prawn cocktail for me. Mm. Anything seafoody. I mean, we usually do a little medley, so we have a few crab claws, we have a bit of smoked salmon, a little bit of smoked mackerel, and then the prawn cocktail. But if I was going to leave them all aside, it would be prawn cocktail, because you're going to have something so rich, you just want something that's really light and is going to whet the appetite. I know a lot of people have soup. I can't really fathom having soup before a big roast myself. And dessert, your sweet. I know we, we had the mince pies last time and the mulled wine, but one sweet, I have to say sherry trifle, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah, my mother loves sherry trifle as well. God, you have me flummox now, wait till I think. Probably again, something light. So I think, was it last year, Jerry, or the year before you came out, we did lemon possets, for example, and they're in a nice little glass. They're not a huge, big, heavy one. They're nice and light. Something else I've been doing on my Christmas dinner made simple class is little Bailey's cheesecakes, again, in a little glass, small ones. Um, I think anything like that that's kind of light. I mean, in my family tradition, we always had Christmas pudding and brandy butter. But I mean, at that point, I mean, I couldn't really eat it. You know, I'm too full at that stage. If you're not sorted for the Christmas table, traditional-wise now, I don't know what to say. Anyway, thank you so much for taking us through your traditional Christmas dinner, Tara, and just reminding our listeners today again where they can find you and all about you and what you're up to. Yeah, so my online classes and my cooking club new for next year is tarawalker.ie. So the cooking club is a monthly membership and there are hundreds of recipes and videos and tutorials in there. But there's also one free online cook-along class every month included in that. So you'll get everything in there that you want or you can just come along and do a class individually, a one-off class. And then also there are some recipes on the blog as well for everyone to see. Happy Christmas to you and the family. Thank you for everything in 2023. And we'll be working together, please God, in the new year 2024. All the best to you. <laughs> Happy Christmas, Jerry. Great to see you as always. Louise, you can confirm we have two massive boxes of books to give away on date lunch mm-hmm. today. They're packed. They're jammed with They're books. Insulation. They really are. Now, look at, you know, and I want to say this, if you win these... 
it's pick and mix you know that's really yeah. what it is it's uh, just all a, genres of there's books. everything in it and I do this at the end of the years you know I try to empty the office of books and start again fresh next year and thanks to all the publishers who do send me many many books anyway the question today was Profit Song by Irish author Paul Lynch won a major international prize for the best novel written in the English language this is so prestigious what's the name of the prize I want to know it is the Booker Prize well done to Paul Lynch and thanks to everybody who got in touch. Loads of you want the books. Anyway, a box is heading to John Joe Boyle and the other box is going to Doreen Healy. We'll be in touch soon. You'll have to pick them up here at the station if you can before Christmas. And that, don't worry, we'll keep them safe for you. But thanks to everybody who got in touch with us on the show this afternoon. Were you listening carefully to Tara there? You were. I know. I, was, I, was I know. Notes. She was taking notes. Yeah. She was in there taking notes as Tara was going through the Christmas table and the turkey and everything. And uh, do you feel you're, you're ready now? Are you ready for the challenge I, on I Monday? I think so. Good. Yeah. Good. That's Prawn a- cocktail stuffing and trifle and to hell with everything. Oh, bro, no, Brussels sprouts. I actually love Brussels sprouts. <laughs> what about the turkey? Sure, I might give him some Brussels sprouts too. <laughs> <laughs> Before it's... <laughs> Where do you get a meat thermometer, by the way? Any butchers? Meat thermometer. Yeah, some butchers supplied them, but you'd get a meat thermometer in a meat thermometer shop. <laughs> <laughs> Along with some colourful socks. I'm sure you'd get it in. You know, you know. <laughs> I'm sure you'd get it in the, um, you know, the electric aisle so or something like that. Poison the kids. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> yes, maybe you should get that thermometer, <laughs> even though you're well versed after listening to Tara. Thank you for all the nice messages you send. The Santa's little helper's been on only four sleeps to go. Ho, ho, ho. And John says, we leave the wrapping to M&M, Jerry. You're <laughs> probably right, John. I have to agree with you there. Hi, Jerry and Louise. We'd, I would like to wish you both a very Merry Christmas. Uh, take care and have a great time with your families. That comes in from Jane and Dundalk. Thank Thanks, you, Jane. Jane. Thanks for that lovely message uh, this afternoon to us on the show. Um, what was what are you laughing at? I'm just saying, um, somebody here wrote in and said, I've given out several gifts already and no wrapping paper in sight. All in bags, which can be used again. Mm. I suppose the wrapping, the element of surprise. You know, when you open the wrap, mm. there's something about, there is certainly, you know what I mean? You don't know what's in it. And then you get something like brown or black socks that you absolutely never mm. want. And they look at you as you open the wrapping paper and your eyes just... I know someone who staples the top of the gift bags, though. Well, that's an idea. Yeah. And they're still reusable. peak. Yeah. I like that one. I really do like that one. <laughs> there, there's somebody very wise has just messaged you. Where can you get the uh, meat thermometer? Amazon. <laughs> she won't have it in time for Christmas. No. It's too late, I think, at this age. Thank you. Thank you for reminding us that it is available there. But you'll get them. Meat thermometers. Where would we get meat thermometers? Anyone out there selling them, let us know. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. It's something I've never used oh, in, in my career of turkey cooking. You I'm, just put the knife in or do you, do yes, you just... Yes, yeah. what you do is... well. Sort of at this stage, you know, the timings are quite straightforward once you do it right. But um, who gets you? <laughs> they are really, you know, that's because you're a good cook. I, I like cooking. I do like it. But uh, yes, if you want to be sure, you stick a, a a fork or something in under the the thick part of the meat, just above the leg and the turkey, and if it runs clear, it's done. It's cooked as well. Okay. But I think the biggest tip Tara gave there is to rest it for up to an hour. 
that is the thing. Rest it for up to an hour and it really will stay hot. Cover it over and keep it like that. And the other thing I forgot to mention, thanks to Barry and the crew and O'Brien's Wines again for sponsoring the wines this year on Late Lunch Christmas with Rick. That Luna, Louise, the Luna Red Wine. Oh my God. Luna. L-U-N-A. Folks, if you want a beautiful red wine, check out O'Brien's and the Luna wine there. It's at a very good price and it's a gorgeous red. It's an mm. apt, I can vouch for that. So it'd be that. one for the, t- the table. Yes. Yeah, for anyone a, who likes really nice wine. Yeah, if you want a nice table. red wine and you could even sip it by itself. Uh, you can buy the uh, thermometers we're here in their home store and more. But remember, Louise, when they're gone, they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can pick them up there. Coming up Thank after you. three on late lunch, my number two and my favourite Christmas songs, my top five this year. And we're heading to the pantomime. But taking us up to top of the hour three on your late lunch this afternoon. Haven't heard this one all Christmas. Delighted to play it. It's Mr. Roy Wood and Wizard. Thank you, Angela, for your lovely message. It says, thank you for keeping me company during the last year. I really enjoy listening to you every day. That comes into myself and Louise. Thank you, Angela. Wishing us a happy Christmas and a peaceful New Year. And the same to you. May I say many happy returns to you. And thanks for uh, taking time to get in touch with us. Please do not read my name out, says a listener. I won't read your name out. It's Scrooge here. I've given out several gifts already and not a bit of wrapping paper in sight, all in bags, which can be used again. Happy Christmas to you and happy Christmas to you too. And thanks for sending us the message indeed. I think it's a good move. I really do to use the bags. But look, if you get them wrapped, you get them wrapped. And as I said, wrapping can be absolutely beautifully done by people who know how to do it. It is a skill. It certainly is. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. And in case you didn't know, I am counting down my top five Christmas songs. Let's do it, Louise. Five, four... Three, two, one. Counting down the top five songs from this week of yesteryear. And today it's... My number two Christmas song of all time. And I picked this one because I've loved it for a long, long time. The story of it is it was uh, written in 1963 and released the same year by Mr Andy Williams on his Christmas album. But there was a lot of controversy because his label, Columbia Records, uh, that year didn't promote it. They didn't. They promoted this cover version of White Christmas, even though this is an Andy Williams song. Anyway, it's been in and out of the charts for years since. Others have uh, covered the songs uh, with uh, different amounts of success. But I think it was back when Marks and Spencer, M&S, decided to use it in their Christmas advertising in 2007 that this one really came back to the forefront and into the minds of listeners. Yes, I simply love it. It's number two in my top five countdown of Christmas songs, Christmas 2023. I do believe it is the most wonderful time of the year. The most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle-belling and everyone 
telling you be of good cheer It's the most wonderful time of the year Oh, magic. Simply magic. It's one of the most magical Christmas songs ever. Mr. Andy Williams and the most wonderful time of the year and that it certainly is. That's my two. What is my number one? You'll have to join us tomorrow on the show to find out what I've selected as my number one in my top five countdown of Christmas songs, Christmas 2023. Well, we've a little surprise for you next. That's all I'll tell you. We're keeping it in-house on late lunch. Don't go anywhere, I promise you. You're going to enjoy my next conversation. Well, this is a big surprise. It is indeed, because normally she's working from early morning on the Michael Reed show and late in the day as well. I think it's our first time on late lunch, is it, Maggie Maguire? Um, I might have been on once before, maybe. But, um, yeah, no, maybe first time, yeah, could be first first time caller, as they say. So we've had two Maguires on late lunch you recently. Have, yeah. Martin, your wonderful brother, and now yourself. Well, yeah. I want to tell them why you're here, because, you see... I, I've often said it on the show, Maggie is Mrs. Christmas. <laughs> She's Mrs. Claus. She really is. You have a massive love of Christmas, don't you? I do. I do. It's my favourite time of year, I have to be honest. <laughs> and that's why we had Andy Williams there a minute ago. The most wonderful time of the year, knowing you were going to be here with us. But here's the story, folks. Maggie puts up the most brilliant Christmas tree, wonderful Christmas tree in the office each year and decorates it. Oh, the lights, the decorations. It's unbelievable. It's been up all year. <laughs> it hasn't come down <laughs> since last Christmas. <laughs> I've been busy. <laughs> I've been busy. Well, no, hang on a minute, actually. It's completely your fault that it's been up all year round. So if we're going to blame anyone, it's actually two people we should blame. One is Alicia McCluskey because she brought the spare Christmas tree in in the first place. Now, when you say the Christmas tree in the office, you don't mean like the main office, the reception area. You no. mean my actual in office. In your actual office. Yeah. In your actual office. So yeah, this started as a bit of crap because we know she loves Christmas and we sort of said well she'll leave it up leave the tree there Maggie no Jerry. I think you'll find you dared me on air not even me not even to my face I heard about it from everybody else who worked in here afterwards oh. I literally was in the canteen minding my own business eating a sandwich and then everybody came in saying you know Jerry Kelly's just dared you to leave your tree up and it was only because I had left it up until like the 5th of January and people were saying when are you taking it down I mean we're only back on the 4th in fairness yes. give me a chance like. it's tradition little yeah. Christmas and all that type of thing I thought I was going to slip by that one there okay no all no right, no Right. It's you and Alicia. Guilt, guilty as charged, yeah. myself and Alicia. Yeah. Okay, so this was the thing. Leave the tree up. But here's the thing, folks, that this wonderful <laughs> woman did. <laughs> Not alone did it become a Christmas tree, it became a St. Patrick's Day tree, it became an <laughs> Easter tree, it became a summer tree, it became an autumn tree, a Halloween tree. Um, you've, you've decorated it, you know, in in tandem with the seasons, you, yeah, well, haven't it, you? It, it's kind of like a, a tree for all occasions. That's how I view it. I mean, because if we're going to be like literal about it, you didn't dare me to keep the Christmas tree up. You dared me to keep True. the tree up. True. And at points at the start of last year, I came up against some strong resistance to the aforementioned tree being kept up. So in order to be able to justify it, I had to adapt and the tree had to adapt. And that's what we did. Well, I have to say, what a job you've made. In fact, like, you know, the way New Newgrange is a massive tourist attraction at the moment, especially. <laughs> Maggie's tree became the new Grange of LMFM <laughs> because people were oh. going in to say, well, 
what's it like today? What has she on it at this particular <laughs> time? I should have charged admission. I missed a trick there. I missed such a trick. I could have been in New York again. <laughs> and, and then you see, you know, you get these little requests as, as and, and she popped her head into the studio. Today. Um, is there a fish and tackle shop in town? No, there's not, Maggie. What are you looking for? I'm looking. What's, what's fish and line, invisible fish and line? I said, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Went home, came in with the spool of nylon for her and she's been working away with the invisible lion <laughs> doing her decor in the last few days. So, you know, it is Christmas now and this is your time of mm-hmm. the year. Compared to last Christmas, obviously you've added to... Yeah. <laughs> much, much added. Well, I mean, I felt I needed to up my game a little bit because, like, you know, it's, you know I, did, I did okay with Easter. Easter was relatively easy to do. Summer... Mm bit more difficult yeah. you see because I tried to tie in the gonks you know the Christmas gonks that there are yes. I had a little gonk yes. film going on for Christmas and I tried to tie all of that in together and you would not believe how difficult it is to find a gonk that has a summer related theme I'm telling you <laughs> Especially, you know, so yeah, I think actually one of them turned out to be a, a dog toy at the end of it all. So we may just have to pass that on to one of the lads' dogs um, at the end of the year. But um, Halloween was great. Yeah, yeah. Halloween. I, yeah, Halloween was oh, great. Halloween. So now you have a collection for all these seasons <laughs> for your tree. And what I'm saying is you really have added to the tree this Christmas time because I think you've made a, a, a greater, not that you didn't, you always make a wonderful effort, but even more so, you've doubled down on it yeah. this year again. Yeah. Anyways... It's great. Do you know something? It brings a smile. It's uplifted so many people. You've done something really wonderful. And I just wanted to bring you on today to say thank you for doing it for us because we all appreciate it. Oh, thank you. It has. It's been fun doing it, I have to say, because um, there's been a few times like where there's been workmen or whatever in the building who've been doing jobs and they just come in and you can just see them kind of stop going. Um, (laughs) One man actually took pictures of it to show to his wife of the Easter tree and then he was back again in summer. So he was like, I'm coming back at Christmas. He hasn't showed up yet, but, you know, we're here till Friday evening. So, yeah. Can I say to you just to finish today, I think you've started something that just can't stop. Oh, Jerry, come on now. You're welcome. (laughs) me into trouble here if Alicia McCluskey is listening to this I'm dead Alicia thank you you're great you're great and ah, listen she's wonderful as well and you're all great thank you so much and listen great to see the tree looking so well again this Christmas time thank you for doing it I say to you and we're going to play out with your request in a moment when I tell them that Eddie Caffrey's coming next with the drive on LMFM we're back with the final late lunch of the year tomorrow afternoon don't miss that one uh, and have a nice evening, whatever you're doing this evening. But for you, Maggie, this song, tell them why we, why you've picked this song. Um, well, Louise actually mentioned it to me and it was number one the year I was born at, at ah, Christmas. There you go, so you can work at her age now. Oh, no, no, don't do that. No, come on. <laughs> Jesus, no, don't. I'm a gentleman, please. Anyway, it is Boney M and Mary's boy child, especially for our Maggie <laughs> Maguire on Late Lunch this afternoon. Happy Christmas to you Christmas, and all the Jerry. best for the new year. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.